Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include a look at how the Fed has turned dovish, my interview with ArchMI's Carl Tyree on mortgage insurance misconceptions and various product offerings that separate MI companies from one another, and a whole host of housing news. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Lender Toolkit. Make 2024 your most profitable year yet with Lender Toolkit's AI-powered AI underwriter and PRISM borrower income automation tools. You'll be able to get loans approved in under two minutes, and by providing lightning-fast underwriting decisioning, your market reputation with borrowers and realtors will soar, which means more repeat and referral business. Lender Toolkit's platform solutions have fundamentally transformed how business is done, skyrocketing profitability, and increasing employee happiness. Global financial conditions are loosening as investors expect central banks to begin lowering interest rates next year. A Goldman Sachs index that tracks corporate borrowing costs and capital markets conditions showed on Friday global financial conditions at their most accommodating level since early August. The end of the belief that central banks will keep interest rates higher for longer has fueled optimism in the corporate bond market with yields on riskier corporate debt falling below 8% for the first time since February. Even though we haven't seen one rate cut yet, there has been a significant easing in financial conditions that is giving companies breathing room. While the Fed kept rates unchanged, something entirely expected, it was the shift from a hawkish pause, one with a rate hike bias, as was the case after the last two meetings, to a dovish pause, a pause with a future rate reduction bias due to the declining inflation rate. That led to a record Dow Jones close, and discussion will now focus on the date of the first cut. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show ArchMI's Carl Tyree to talk about mortgage insurance misconceptions and various product offerings that separate MI companies from one another. As Chief Sales Officer at ArchMI, he oversees the sales teams and manages customer relationship strategies. Before being promoted to his current position in 2018, He joined the company in 2013 as Vice President for National Accounts, where he managed the company's relationships with the top 50 lenders, and became Senior Vice President for National Accounts in 2016. I'm very excited today because I think there are a lot of misconceptions around mortgage insurance, especially when companies are looking for ways to win market share these days and they're offering low down payment options, which certainly helps out the millennial and Gen Z cohorts. So Carl, I, I want to start by asking you, I have a lot of friends that would like to become first-time homebuyers. Can you explain when mortgage insurance is needed and why? You know, the premise of mortgage insurance really is to enable homeownership at a faster rate than someone that would have to save up a traditional down payment from years ago, which would have been 20%. So what mortgage insurance essentially does, it, it allows home buyers to put anywhere from you know, in some cases, 1%, 3% down, up to 15% down, um, and have an insurance product that covers them. Uh, it benefits the investor, whoever owns the loan, uh, in case they were to not make their payments or default. That's essentially at its core what mortgage insurance does. It really just facilitates uh, homeownership to a larger group of people where a down payment would impede that transaction. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I think there are 
some common misconceptions about MI or, or people might be distrustful for one reason or another and want to avoid it. Are there any common misconceptions about MI in your mind that you think are worth addressing on this podcast? For those individuals that have been around for a very long time and kind of went through the, the great financial recession, uh, there were some MIs that didn't make it. They were unable to pay claims. And consequently, uh, because of that, people didn't receive the mortgage insurance payments they thought. Um, the business itself has reformed quite a bit uh, with the help of FHFA putting in place something called PMIRS, which is private mortgage insurance eligibility requirements, which is really kind of uh, revised the master policy agreement. It also put some additional capital standards uh, that were different than the capital standards were before. So I think what I would consider the willingness to pay a claim, uh, which is more which is laid out better than it was before in the master policy. And then the capability to pay those claims, uh, which is what's the balance sheet of MI companies and, and their ability to, to make payments to lenders when ultimately there's a foreclosure um, and a claim is submitted, uh, has greatly improved. So I, you know, I would say anybody listening that maybe had a, a bad taste in their mouth from mortgage insurance claims uh, from the financial crisis would probably want to revisit and see how much sound, um, how much better the industry is than it was before. That's good to hear. So as I also alluded to in my opening question, companies, mortgage originators are looking into various product offerings to try and win more business or open up a larger credit box uh, in a time when volumes are tough and, and rates are high. Are there various MI product offerings or is it kind of a, a one-size-fits-all insurance? It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. I mean, there's a variety of products from what's known as a single premium, um, where, and that can be refundable or non-refundable, where the borrower pays essentially one amount up front. And that might be cheaper for the borrower if they stay in for a longer period of time. Or you can pay a monthly version. Uh, borrower paid monthly insurance, uh, which requires less at the closing table. Um, and it's just, it's a little bit paid each month um, along the way until that loan um, amortizes down to roughly 78 or 80% and the mortgage insurance can be dropped. And then there's a product kind of specific to Arch, which, uh, you know, actually there may be one other provider now that that does it, but we we came out with a product called Raidstar Buydown which allows you to take the monthly and customize it. So let's say the factor was 25 basis points and your deal requires to make it work it to be 19 or 20 basis points. You can have that monthly factor of 20 basis points and just pay a little bit at the closing table to uh, offset the difference. And that's been very well received by the marketplace and originators. And it's something we're proud we developed first in the market. And it really gives loan officer a wide variety uh, of customization for mortgage insurance. Well, you're leading me nicely into my next question, and that's how do MI companies differentiate themselves from one another? You know, I probably can't speak to to others. I can certainly speak to us. You know, Rate Star Buy Down was certainly a product we were proud proud of. I think from a more timely right now, uh, we have a we have a product offering called Structured Solutions which is really crafted towards portfolio lenders. And so if you have people, lenders, uh, holding loans on balance sheet, and maybe 
they look at the marketplace and they're concerned there's some areas of overvaluation or just the overall macro economy could lead to some credit losses, they can look to an MI provider like ourselves and we can provide a variety of different coverages to allow them to take a little risk off the table. Um, and in some cases for you know much higher LTVs and maybe they wanna get the LTV with MI below 90, from a regulatory and capital standpoint, provide them a little bit of relief. Uh, we can do structures of that nature. And, and so when you're putting loans on your portfolio, or excuse me, when you're insuring loans that are already on your portfolio, you really want to pay attention uh, to the ratings, how the market perceives the counterparty strength of an MI company. And I think that's where Arch really shines. You know, if you look at the uh, just the P. Myers sufficiency numbers, which is a way to th- judge the strength of an MI company, you know, post third quarter, you're looking at Arch, you know, with one of the highest, with the highest number that's out there. So you can really kind of count on us to be a sound counterparty for those loans you're insuring on your, on your balance sheet. That's been a huge differentiator for us. And then the other thing I would add, you know, we occasionally survey our clients and you really see that value does come from relationships and people talk about price matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. And, I'd have to say I'm pretty proud of the sales team we have here. Um, we've got some very well-tenured people as well as some new folks, but all great relationship builders that, you know, when the phone rings, they pick it up. They help people solve problems. They help them, you know, customize MI solutions on loans. And uh, I think that really matters. So I think, you know, the relationships you have in the marketplace definitely differentiate you. And I think for Arch, the counterparty strength is definitely another uh another feather in our cap. Well, you mentioned rate star buy down. You mentioned counterparty strength. I want to close by asking you, what do you feel like Arch is doing specifically to win business in this tough lending environment? Uh, there's no no signs necessarily it's going to abate much in 2024. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a tough environment. It's tough to see a lot of you know customers, which many are are quite frankly good friends, if you've been in the business for a long time, so many good customers become good friends. Uh, there's definitely challenging headwinds for almost all our originators out there. Um, and I think, you know, I mentioned those two pieces before. Those are definitely two ways that we stand out. Uh, I think the other thing is putting some time in, into to making sure that we're consultative to our clients, making sure they understand what products are out in the marketplace, um, other products that we hear are being originated. Uh, giving a good lay of the land. Um, And when you kind of add up all those pieces together, I think that's where you find the ability to differentiate yourself from others. Very well put. Carl, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in 2024. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast sometime uh, next year. Thanks. I'd love to come back anytime. Enjoy the holidays. After Fed Chair Powell and his colleagues indicated that they are likely to cut rates three times next year, traders have largely ignored efforts by Fed officials to temper expectations, and market rates have fallen sharply in anticipation of the central bank's policy pivot becoming a reality. There's been a lot of Fed speak after the FOMC meeting attempting to pour cold water on the narrative that rate cuts are coming quickly and aggressively, the latest being Chicago Fed President Goolsby saying that he was a bit confused by the market's reaction to the latest FOMC meeting and comments, and Cleveland Fed President Mester saying that the market is a little bit ahead of the Fed's rate cut view. 
The Fed claims the markets are over their skis with respect to rate cuts, but markets are maintaining pricing for six rate cuts by the Fed before the end of 2024, with the first cut coming in March. Putting aside the Fed momentarily, this week we'll have a lot of housing data. We received the NAHB Housing Market Index for November yesterday, which increased from the last reading, but not quite to market expectations. Today brings housing starts and building permits, and existing home sales are tomorrow. We'll also get another revision to Q3 GDP, personal incomes and outlays, and leading indicators. Real GDP is expected to be revised down slightly in the third estimate due to downward revisions to September retail sales, business inventories, and industrial production. Personal income is expected to have accelerated in November due to strong gains in wages and salaries pushing household spending higher. Also on tap this week is the Fed's favored inflation measure, PCE, where core inflation is expected to come in at 3.3% annualized pace, down 0.2% from the previous month. Today's economic calendar includes updates on housing starts and building permits for November, Redbook same-store sales, and remarks from Atlanta Fed President Bostich. Today is also Class D 48 hours. We begin the day with agency MBS prices slightly better than yesterday, and the 10-year yielding 3.94 after closing yesterday at 3.96%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. At this time of year, when the roadblocks come up with great regularity, I'd like to share a personal experience with my closest friends about drinking and driving. As you well know, some of us have been known to have had brushes with the authorities on our way home from an occasional social session over the years, and a couple of nights ago I had a few beers. Knowing full well I may have been slightly over the limit, I did something I'd never done before. I took a cab home. Sure enough, I passed a police roadblock, but since it was a cab, they waved it past. I arrived home safely without incident, which was a real surprise as I've never driven a cab before and I'm not sure where I got it or what to do with it now that it's in my garage. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Lender Toolkit, and its AI-powered AI underwriter and Prism borrower income automation tools. Get loans approved in under two minutes. By providing lightning fast underwriting decisions, your market reputation with borrowers and realtors will soar. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.